Hey, everybody. Welcome to The Back Room. I'm Andy Ostroy. I am so excited to have Kat Abugazale back in The Back Room. She'll be coming out shortly. Uh, but first, I want to thank you for tuning in today. We appreciate you listening, and we'd love to hear your comments. So email us at backroomandy at gmail.com and or post on our social media, and we'll read some stuff next time. And if you like the podcast, please follow or subscribe, and you'll be notified every time we post a new episode. All right, it's time to bring back into the back room Kat Abugazale. She's a senior video producer at Media Matters and a well-known Fox News watcher. She's a prominent social media personality who's become very popular through her awesome TikTok videos and similar political content on Twitter. She regularly posts biting videos citing the dishonest, bizarre, and often sexist, homophobic, racist behavior of Fox hosts. She's also watching ex-Fox host Tucker Carlson. Kat, welcome back into the back room. I am thrilled to be here. Thanks for having me back. So you were saying to me that you had a TikTok video pulled yesterday. What happened? Yeah. I got, I like literally 10 minutes before this aired, my mom called me and was like, hey, do you like your video got pulled? And I looked and sure thing it did. I did a one minute uh, conservative comedy special. I tried to make a whole conservative comedy special in we 30 minutes. We were going to play that for you soon. That's, it was j brilliant. How did that get Thank pulled? you. And so I put on my appeal. We'll see what happens. But I was like, first off, this is parody. I have parody as a hashtag on there because I learned from the last time I got a video pulled. And also every line I say is basically something one of those people has said. And I've talked about all of them in my videos before. So we'll see if it, you know, I am if I still get the strike. stunned that that, which I, I mean, I can't think of anything that was offensive in a way that would violate their terms of service. Yeah, I, I looked at their terms of service. I mean, they're public figures. I didn't encourage any threats for anything. Um, I basically just paraphrased Rob Schneider. Um, I mean, I guess plagiarism, but uh, even then my jokes oh, were better. plagiarism, plagiarism. <laughs> the former first lady did it. Exactly. Right? I mean, and I want to be just like her. Don't we all? Well, it's interesting you said that because yesterday, I, I've been doing TikTok videos for a couple of months now. I did it almost like as a threat to my 19-year-old daughter that, yeah, dad's going on TikTok. A TikTok. I just sound like Chuck Grassley for a second. Watch, the, <laughs> watch this uh, TikTok that the kids, the young folks are on. Uh, China. Um, so I sit there, I'm doing TikTok videos. And she's like, no, you're not. And I was like, no, I am. And I actually threatened her at first that I would do political rants, but dancing while I do them. She goes, you can't do that. And I'm like, no, I am. I'm gonna Why do like, I follow you on TikTok? I need to fix this. You should totally fix it. I'm and it's, so and they're, they're like really, they're getting a lot of views, which is kind of crazy. So it's just like me, like some old guy ranting about Trump for 30 seconds. And apparently people want that, you know. But I posted something yesterday about Trump and it was starting to rack up views. And then all of a sudden I see a little thing that says, uh, we took it down, violation. I was like, what? And apparently it was like, I don't know, inciting or I don't know what they said it was, but I appealed it. And like within a minute, it was back on, which was crazy. Now, well, I don't hopefully know. by the end of recording this, we'll get that. I did have one video where I jokingly was like trans girl is square up because Fox was talking about like trans people fighting. And they took that off for incitement of violence. But this one just says community guidelines violation. It yeah, doesn't even I, say I, I'm not sure how they 
determine which ones to take down. But I think if you said, hey, this is parody, nothing I said was fake, it's all true, but I also do comedy and stuff, I can't imagine they won't. I'm guessing up. Adam Carolla just got all of his people to report it over and over again. They just kept making soft puppet accounts. And Rob Schneider. To report it. Rob Schneider. Too. Yeah, they probably yeah, had like they, they were working together. Yeah. They were really upset. They were crying. And uh, Rob, hey Rob, it's Adam. Oh shit! Thanks for calling. <laughs> shit, what are we gonna do about this? We gotta get everybody. We gotta get everybody to complain about Cat. They're five friends. The scary part is that that's probably what happened. <laughs> that's the world we're living in today. We're like this. The craziest shit is actually what happens. Isn't that nuts? Where like you can't, like Donald Trump can run for president being twice impeached, twice indicted, genital grabbing, convicted of sexual abuse, pathological liar, posting Obama's home address. He could run for president. Cat can't post a video. Mocking. They're just scared of the cat mind virus. Someone said that yesterday and I think they're right. The cat mind virus. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. All right. Well, good luck. I'm I'm hoping that it does get reinstated. So what's happening these days with Tuckums? What's what's he up to? I am so glad to tell you that. Um, I mean, like, I know because like that's my job. But also, I don't really know because he's kind of irrelevant. <laughs> I mean, last time I came on, uh, I told you that he needs Fox more than Fox needs him. Right. And, you know, my coworkers and I have been saying this for years and people have said we're wrong. And then there was like an op-ed last week that was like, it's clear that Tucker needed Fox more than Fox needed Tucker. We're like, yes, we've been telling you this. Um, so yeah, he's he's just on Twitter doing his little rants in his half-built shed. Uh, no makeup team. Uh, I mean, I guess he's gotten a bit better on the makeup and a bit better on the lighting. Um, but he just like rants and, you know, it gets like 8 million views and then it just kind of fades into obscurity. Are his rants, because I, I can't stomach watching him, are they similar to what he would do on Fox? Like, does he have that crazy maniacal giggle, cackle thing? That he, is he doing that still? Um, less cackling. I think it's hard to cackle at a time like this. You know, it's, it's very difficult for him. But, um, you know, it's just him ranting um, without Fox behind him. It's just nothing, you know, it's fodder for like some weirdos on the internet that are super far right, but it doesn't have the impact right. on the national narratives. Like it's, it used to, I mean, like even weirdo, if you were just like, online, yeah, like a you would know what's in the wind. Nobody cares really. Well, I mean, do you no... know what Tucker said last week? No. What did good. <laughs> oh, I thought you were going to tell me what Tucker said last week. It doesn't matter. It's just him ranting to a camera. Right. Isn't it interesting, though, that he's not getting any coverage? I'm not sure I understand that. Like, if he says something wacko on Fox, it was all over the place. Is no one following him in the media? You said he's irrelevant, which he is. But it's why? The why is he irrelevant? The 8 p.m. hour is where all the power is. I mean, right. we saw this with O'Reilly. It's the time that people tune in. Right. Uh, it's good for East and West Coast. I mean, O'Reilly had a stranglehold on the culture, you know? But you don't know what Bill O'Reilly's up to. You don't know what he's saying. Uh, Megyn Kelly had a fantastically popular show. Right. Unless you watch her on these fringe channels, you don't know what she's saying. So true. Fox is this, you know, cultural institution that also caters to all the GOP or the GOP caters to it. And... Without Fox, you don't really have the backing. You're just another one of those right-wing voices on the internet. 
So what you're saying is they could literally put anyone on at 8 o'clock, and they have, Jesse Waters. I'm going to talk about him in a second. But they can put anyone on in that slot, and they'll become huge. Yeah. I mean, there are some people that, like these rotating hosts, I honestly feel like they've picked the worst ones possible to show how great Jesse's ratings are when they come up. They're like, oh, look, everyone loves Jesse because, yeah, no one wants to watch Kaylee McEnany for a week on for an hour long. Five minutes. Um, no one wants to watch her for five minutes. Yeah, I know. It's She's horrible at hosting shows. It's like that entire 30 Rock art where, you know, Alec Baldwin's trying to tank NBC, but it's Fox. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you think Fox chose Jesse Watt? Like, what is his special sauce that they were like, yep, he's the guy to replace Tucker? Here's the thing about Fox. They don't have a deep bench. He was mm. pretty much the only logical choice. So, like, right now during primetime, you had Jesse, you had Tucker, you had Hannity, you have Ingram. Tucker's gone. So you got those three. You also have Greg Gutfeld, but he's big on his king of late night thing, and also he's Greg Gutfeld. <laughs> so... Who are you going to pick? You can't pick Hannity. He's a dinosaur. At this point, it feels kind of like a make-a-wish thing that he's still on there at all. Are you saying I mean, Janine Pirro to... wasn't qualified? I mean, I don't know what Janine Pirro would be qualified for. Yelling loudly uh, while drunk? She's really good at that. Also, same, you know? It's... <laughs> right. Give they, me the Ian hour. You wanted it. You wanted the job. Shockingly, I they didn't give it to you. I said this the day of. I was like, give it to me. You're going to get great ratings. I'll be fired in like a week, but you'll get great ratings, and that's what you hear about. Um... But Jesse, I mean, he's, you're not going to do Ingram. Have you watched a whole hour of Laura Ingram's show lately? No, I, I can't even watch her. It's like jabbing an ice pick into my eyeball. It's unwatchable. And I mean, when you think about Tucker's shoes, Tucker, I mean, I don't see his appeal as just like a person, not as someone looking at him as, you know, in my job. As a person, I don't understand his appeal, but he had this weird charisma, kind of like Trump. Mm-hmm. You know, there's like this charisma that works on a specific sure. group of people. And a lot of Fox isn't charismatic. Right. I mean, Laura, you can't have a woman, especially like Laura Ingram, take Tucker's slot. She's, you know, a family woman, even though she's a single mom, which apparently is horrible. Um, you have Will Kane, but he's trying too hard to be Tucker. Mm-hmm. I'm surprised they didn't give Pete Hegseth a shot, but I think that just plays into uh, my theory that they were tanking the ratings. Um, Lawrence Jones, he's horrible at hosting a show, and he has this weird shtick. Everyone tried their own shtick every week, and his was bring on a liberal for like a 10-minute interview at the top of the show that made him look like an idiot and then continue the show from there, and that that makes no sense to me. Kilmeade? No. So all you're left with is Jesse Waters. Don't you think Hannity is devastated that he didn't get it? Like he wasn't he like the <laughs> heir apparent? Like I put in all this time in this network. I'm Hannity. I, I think. Do you remember like a couple months ago? I think at this point. Oh God, Tucker's been fired since like April. Um, every time I say it, I smile. <laughs> uh, and there was that story where it was saying that Hannity was going to take over the 8 p.m. hour. I would not be surprised if Hannity or one of his people planted that. Um, very big, you know, succession vibes going on there. Um, but Jesse's, you know, he's young, so he can do this for you're a while. You're saying Hannity is Tom? Um, he wishes. He wishes. <laughs> he wishes he was that smart. Yeah, yeah. He wishes he was that smart and knew when to play his hand. Um, but Jesse, you know, he's got this... He's, I've described him in a TikTok as like the, your friend that's like a dumb frat bro that just kind of says whatever. And so he also has this benign quality to him where you're like, oh, Tucker, 
everything he said, he wanted to be a thought leader. So he's like, rah, rah, rah. everything he says is so serious. And then Jesse is just kind of like a dick. <laughs> and he'll say things without having any proof and then maybe issue a retraction. But even then, he'll like pat himself on the back for getting attention to it. That just seems to be what the audience wants, right? There was a tweet that you made about uh, the 10-year-old girl who wanted the abortion. Her rapist was just sentenced to life in prison. And he was one of the people who had mocked that whole thing and had called it a hoax. You would think in a different world, in a different time, there'd be some apology, some contrition. You know, I, I'm sorry, I initially didn't take that seriously. But none of this ever matters. It matters to you, it matters to me, it matters to people with a heart and a soul and a brain, but it doesn't seem to matter. A 10-year-old girl, that's who he made up bullshit about. And it doesn't seem to matter, right? I mean, my colleague and friend, Helena Hind, wrote a piece about it yesterday that went out. Um, and it's the way that he handled it, because there were people on Fox that were like, this story sounds fishy, but no one went so far as to say this isn't true. And Jesse did. Mm. Um, he just shoots first, asks questions later. And then when it was revealed to be true, he was like, oh, it's an illegal immigrant. And then when all of the things were revealed to be true, he patted himself on the back. He was like, thanks to Jesse Waters' prime time, people were looking into this. And it was like, no, they were looking into it because a 10-year-old girl was raped and had to cross state lines to get an abortion. That's why they were looking. You are not part of this except the part where you make it worse. Well, he's learned from his hero, Trump. You know, Trump is the arsonist who calls the fire department and then pretends he put out the blaze. You know, he That is a great way to put it. You know, he creates the drama and then... Somehow, in the end, he was the white knight that rode in on a horse and saved the day. You know, they all learned from Trump, all of them, in, in some regard. So there was an Abby Grossberg settlement this week, 12 million bucks. Do you think it, that changes the culture at Fox? I mean, yeah, there was all this stuff with O'Reilly, and then this still happened. Um, right. I just, the thing about Fox is they can buy their way through anything. We saw that with Dominion. Um the culture at Fox is so toxic and the things they encourage are so toxic. It doesn't really matter what short-term impacts they try to make that their HR department is desperately scrambling to impose because everyone knows it's useless. So what you're saying is the men at Fox aren't walking around now saying to each other, show some respect. That's a woman. Yeah, yeah. I, I can't imagine anyone at Fox saying anything like that. And the best part is, or worst part, I don't know, is their HR department does stuff like this. They had their Fox Employee Spotlight Awards a couple weeks ago, and they had one for like a, like a diversity, not czar, but a word like that, like diversity representative. They, you know, send out Pride Month emails. So their HR is all plugged into this woke bullshit nonsense, whatever. But they spend all their time, their talent spends all their time saying the opposite. It's just hypocrisy at its core. That's all Fox's hypocrisy all the way down. It's kind of a funny concept to think of the HR department at Fox. They've probably tried so hard over the years to tamp down. All, like, so was it just one time he touched your ass? Because that just once, like you could imagine like people walking out of that office just feeling so dejected. Like this is HR. They were supposed to help me. And instead I'm the guilty person. I don't think any yeah, of them are going to change in that environment. I imagine Fox's lawyers in HR department watch any show on there, and it's just like that scene from Arrested Development where he's like, I hate my fucking lawyers. Or I have the worst fucking lawyers, but it's like I have 
the worst fucking company. Like no one listens. They're just every day it's a new fire because they encourage this horribleness. So let's talk about the other fun stuff this week, the real fun stuff. Zuckerberg and Musk and Threads and Twitter and the cage match. Do you have your tickets yet to the cage match? Uh, I, I wish. I wish. Who do you think is um, going to win if they actually did get in the ring? I mean, I don't think they're going to get in the ring. If they did, like, I would be very pleasantly surprised. But, you know, just actually go for it and not like some BS, like, touch football stuff. But I don't think they're actually going to do it. If they do win, I don't know. Zuckerberg, I guess, because Elon thinks he's so good at everything in the world and continually spectacularly fails. And I can't imagine this would be any different. Right. It's easy to imagine like Zuckerberg just completely sucker punching him like in the throat and just completely knock him out. That's how I, I mean, see Musk said he's trained in no rule street fighting. So I say street fight rules. Yeah. Also, if you want to do it in Coliseum, let's do gladiator rules, you know, just bring in a lion. He said, um, uh, who, are, who are you betting on? Okay, so Zuckerberg is 39 years old, five foot seven, and, and apparently knows jujitsu. Musk is 52, and he's six foot one, much heavier, but he has a special move known as the walrus, which is, quote, I just lie on top of my opponent and do nothing. Uh, I feel so bad for all of his ex wives. <laughs> Ooh, who are you betting there. on, Andy? She went there, ladies and gentlemen. I she went, went there. there. It was um, right there. What was I supposed to be? You're a little young, so you probably don't remember Mad TV. It was, a, it was like an SNL show. They had a skit that was so funny, and there was this really big guy who would go up to people and be like, oh, yeah, get out of this, boy. fuck you. And then they'd start fighting, and he was the worst fighter in the world. And then he'd fall to the floor, and everybody would be like, what is happening here? That's what I think it would be like with Musk. Like He'd get in and then just fall apart, and Zuckerberg would kick his ass. I mean, this is not a pro Zuckerberg statement, but he's like such a robot that I feel like he would just go for it. You know, he's like, I'm here to accomplish a goal. Um, I have accomplished many goals. Some helped genocides. This one is. <laughs> Folks, she went there too. Oh my God. Look at the places she's going today. Oh, the places <laughs> I'll go. And so threads, what do you think of threads? The Facebook as Twitter. I mean, Instagram. there are so many. Things. Instagram as it's Twitter. Oh my God, so many platforms. It's ridiculous. Um, ben Collins tweeted something yesterday about like how you have to like bifurcate your personality on all these different platforms and it's super fun. Um, and yeah, it's, I post my videos on Twitter, TikTok, YouTube, Instagram, and now I have to add threads to that. And um, they all have like different time limits. So I have like different versions for each one. And I'm so tired. And I also want people to stop pushing Spoutable on me. If I haven't signed up now, I'm not going to. It's exhausting. I'm the same. I'm like exhausting. Twitter and Facebook. Post and was like not a thing. Post. Blue Sky's fun, but they don't even have embedded. If they just had embedded videos, like I would not be on Twitter. Yeah. I mean, by the time I get through with Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and posts and hot grannies in downtown Manhattan, I'm just exhausted. You know what I mean? Andy, are you on Blue Sky? I'm not on Blue Sky. Yeah. My video was restored. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, let's hey. hear it for Tata Boo. <laughs> let's go. Let's go. In real time, my video was oh, restored. We made news. All those buzzwords, public figure, parody, commentary. It works. Awesome. And let's play it right now. 
I identify as a Chevy Silverado and my pronouns are vroom vroom. Uh, Gen Z, more like Gen Lazy. Vegans are uh, coming for your meat. And I don't mean hamburgers. Cancel culture is ruining comedy, you know? I mean, you're telling me the N-word isn't funny? Anyways, if anyone's hiring, if the woke mind virus isn't real, why won't anyone sleep with me? Quid pro Joe Beijing Bribin. I cannot stand my wife. Everyone is such a snowflake now. That's why I go on a 500 tweet rant every single day. You're not allowed to be straight anymore. You're not allowed to be white anymore. You're not allowed to be a man anymore. I hate my wife. I've had COVID 30 times and I cannot figure out why. The vaccine will make you gay. Everyone thinks I love Donald Trump, but I'm not a Trump guy, you know? I just agree with everything he's ever said or done or thought. I uh, punched a hole in the drywall the other day. My only friend is Sean Hannity. True story. I was so famous in the 90s. Two things. One, it is insane that they took that down, even temporarily, because it's brilliant. Two, you need a Netflix special. That was... That's what I'm saying. Serious. You're, you're talking to a former failed stand-up comic, so I know comedy. That is comedic brilliance. Thank you. I wrote and filmed it in 30 minutes. That's amazing. Um, amazing thank you, comedy. Thank you. So um, biting was, and so true. It's so true. You can't be straight and white and male anymore. Um my Netflix special is actually coming out. It's called Cancelled and Silenced and Banned um, <laughs> with Catapoo. And I talk about how I've been canceled and is silenced that true? and banned. For... Is that true? No. Oh. No. Netflix. If you're listening. Netflix. Most of our audience, by the way, is Netflix executives. So if they're listening Perfect. to this episode, that's the show. Make Give me happen. a new Colbert report, but I just um, have no supervision at all. You know? I'm astounded that he took that down. Assuming a bunch of right-wingers reported it, and that's what happened, but it's it's back up, so yeah. Could you imagine the conversation that took place after you peeled it? Like, people in the room were like, I fucking told you it was comedy. It's funny. <laughs> no, but I want to know why every Rob Schneider video is up still then. You know, like, if mine's taken down, take all theirs down, Yeah, let's too. talk about Rob Schneider for a second. This guy actually does have a comedy special, and he is the least funny human being on the planet. Who laughs at that shit? Uh, my pronouns are he and haw. That's some really funny shit. Like, how is that even presented as funny? What executive saw that and went, that guy needs a special? The thing about Rob Schneider that's, like, very fascinating to me, and I mentioned this in, like, my review of the Fox Nation special. Um, also, are you familiar with Fox Nation, Fox's streaming service? I know I know it. I'm happy to say oh, it, I've not spent any time on it, though, but I know what it is. It's a mess. Um, it's every worst boomer is greatest dream um it's like so many shows about cops and two comedy specials so far we got roseanne barr and rob schneider um there's a show called castles but usa both of them by the way at the prime of their careers oh my god this is this is the apex you don't get better than fox nation when you get that fox um, nation you, special you've arrived. you are set you are set Just get the bucket ready for the residuals but Rob Schneider, the whole thing is, is like, it's not like he can't be funny. I mean, yes, you can you can have lots of thoughts on his old movies. And I mean, I personally am a big fan of the making copies skit, but... You just cited the best thing about Rob Schneider, by the way. So It's yeah. the best thing about Rob Schneider. Um, and I mean, yeah, his humor is kind of outdated, like very early 2000s, like the hot chicken stuff like that. But it's not like 
he's not funny, especially after like a joint. Um, but it's this special was so bad. It was just completely selling out to this right wing grift. Um, just the same jokes over and over. They only have like 10 jokes. If that, I mean, they have two about trans people and then they have purple or blue hair. Um, young people suck. I hate my wife. Okay, that's five. I hate my wife is that alone. You could have just said that 50 times and I'd be cracking up. I hate my wife. I hate my wife so much. Uh, he did have like 10 minutes that was genuinely funny that I was like, this is an actual joke structure of like a comedian. Mm-hmm. Um, he was talking about when he met Trump on Leno's show and um, on Home Alone 2 and uh, Miss America as a judge. And the story wasn't political, like it wasn't saying anything politics wise. He could have been talking about any celebrity, but the impression was funny. The story was new mm-hmm. um, and it had an actual joke structure. And like I was genuinely laughing. Um, but then he did impressions from all of his old movies for like five minutes straight right after that. So it's just, you know, I think he's a microcosm of where much of the Republican Party is. And with Trump, which is he's allowed people or <clears throat> inspired people to be their worst selves. And so they, it's yeah, the lowest yeah. common denominator. It would be like if Jerry Seinfeld said, you know what? I'm just going to start cursing like hell. Because that's what people love. Yes. And, and, and people love that. Yeah. And so Schneider and all these other guys you mock in that video, they're just doing like a mini version of Trump's show. <clears throat> His rallies, they're not policy gatherings. It's the Jerry Springer show. That's why people go and they stand in line. You think anyone would drive for hours, stand in line for hours in the rain, and then sit and listen to Ron DeSantis for two hours? Like, is that ever going to happen? Because Ron DeSantis has no charisma and he has no show. There's no show. No, people want a show now. It's all bread and circuses and especially really hard on the circuses. So speaking of a show, speaking of a circus, Elon Musk, Twitter, what is going on over there? I like go back and forth like a metronome on he is so incompetent that he can't handle anything with his site or this was all completely planned. He wanted to destroy one of the best sources for like on the ground, real time news and news updates in the world. And I think it's somewhere like a blend of both of those. Um, the best thing, like if there's a good thing about this whole Twitter fiasco is so many people have seen what an idiot he is and what an idiot billionaire is. Um, can be. We also got a story about that last week. Um, and it's it's a shame, though, because Twitter was really great at having that those real-time updates of connecting people across the world, no matter their power structure. You could influence narratives as a normal person. You could have been like, hey, this is happening in my town, in my city, and unless you have a blue check now, a lot of people won't even see it. Right. Um, and, you know, he's been de-boosting a lot of people on the left. You haven't had the same amount of, like, crybaby shenanigans like the right did um, when people just weren't interested in their tweets. And now when people still aren't interested in their tweets. Um, but it, it's a shame. It just seems so clear that he doesn't know what he's doing. Like with the temporary <clears throat> limit on posts you can read, it was like, okay, if you don't have a blue check mark, you can do 600 a day. And then it was like, okay, 800. Okay, 1,000. And is that because he's just like, the Wizard of Oz, just alone behind a curtain, some megalomaniac who thinks he knows everything and then does something stupid and then the world reacts and he's like, oh, maybe I fucked up. All right, I'll change it a little bit. And it's like, no wonder the company's value has been cut in less than half. Advertisers are gone like at a rate of 90%. Maybe this is a guy who 
in his early days, was bright enough to hire some really good people to build rockets and electric cars and let them do their thing. And then he got full of himself and he became the world's richest man. And now he thinks that was all because of him. And that's why I can buy Twitter and just do it all myself. And now we're seeing what a guy who does it all himself is actually capable of. And it's not pretty. No, he's never had an original thought in his life. And, you know, the Wizard of Oz, I think that's a great analogy, except like at least the wizard could do like, you know, make an illusion. And instead, I'm sure if you go to Twitter HQ, it's just Elon Musk, like ripping wires out of the wall and like chewing on them like a neutrophil. <laughs> um, it's it's so pathetic. And it just is a testament to his narcissism that he has to ruin this actual town square, like the closest we've gotten to a global town square for his own ego and to validate this idea that people like him and all he's learned is that people really 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 don't like him yeah but it's so similar to trump it's like hey i'm a nasty douche who literally bankrupts shit and people are like yeah awesome like that's what turns indicted now i'll really vote for you like trump's numbers go up now that he's indicted he's raising more money now that he's indicted it's like the same thing with musk he has that same sycophantic cultish base of fans that root him on the worse he becomes. You look at threads and it's like, while he's busy on Twitter shooting out these cool, edgy, frat boy, bruh, douche tweets, Zuckerberg's quietly in a room figuring out how to knock his ass off. Yeah, I mean, I think, I hate having to, because I don't want to give Zuckerberg any credit. Either way, it's just a billionaire in a trench coat. You know, you got Dorsey on Blue Sky, you got Zuckerberg on Threads. Um, and I'm not a fan of billionaires, no matter what coat they're wearing. Um, hey, don't talk about me that way, okay, please? <laughs> um, I will be posting my videos on Threads. I mean, I think it's great that they have video capability already. Um, I mean, we'll see. I'll just spend the next like two years posting on every platform in the world and hoping that one sticks. Um, I, it's just sucks. All of this sucks. It feels like we're in the end game of something I don't know. Well, it's, it's the billionaire class place. that has sort of taken over American culture in a way it never had, which is kind of bizarre because it's because of Trump, which is really the irony of the working class who supports him, who he despises, that's made being a brash, douchey billionaire cool and popular. I mean, if you support, like, if you're, you know, someone that's making 40K a year and you spend all your time defending Elon Musk, it's either because you love the taste of his boots or <laughs> you think that one day, maybe you could have that. And I'm just going to tell you right now, not yeah. going to happen one day it's, that's not going to happen and you shouldn't off. want that to yeah. happen you can't get that it's it's it is the thing psychologists will that. study for centuries how the people who should be the last people on earth to cultishly follow a billionaire are the ones that are propping these people up the last thing i want to ask you about is um you posted something about dumb app names why are they all dumb? All the new so, apps are all dumb. It's so dumb. I'll like look on my phone and there'll be like some new like show starring some A-list actor and a bunch of people you never heard of. And it's like on woo-woo. And I'm like, what the hell is woo-woo? Um, Something your dog left on the floor. Too. That's what it sounds like. 
that is exactly what it said. Honestly, all of these can be applied to that idea. Did you make a woo woo uh, on my floor? I know you did. You know those videos where they make the dog floor. feel guilty? Like, did you do this? <laughs> He's in the corner, just ashamed. <laughs> but I think there's a formula to the dumb app names. Like you, the letter W, the letter Z, the letter T. G. Which one? T to start or like a B. And you want to have like an E at the end or like an, like you want to have a vowel at the end. Yeah. I would love to be in the think tank name generating meetings of these startups when they're figuring out their names, like Gizmo and all these, it, they all have, it's just the Z's and the G's and the woo woos and the yeah. crazy. It's, it's too much. And it's all like the same. It's all blue. And I get that there's like scientific studies on blue, but I would love an orange. I would love like a yellow in there. I mean, I guess Snapchat, but I, I'm too old to use Snapchat now. Um, That's like, frightening. Literally anything. Huh? That's frightening. You're what, 24? Yeah. And you're I know. Old and I'm being treated like I'm, yeah. Wow. These younger Gen Zers, I'm going to sound like an old person. So if I go this. on, if I go um, on I'm, Snapchat, I'm it's really creepy. If I'm on Snapchat, my daughter won't like that. Because I'm not on Snapchat. Oh, I mean, it's the it's, one app I'm not on. I, I'm personally too old. I mean, I think it's all about soul, but I like waking up at 5 a.m. on Sundays if I can. So, like, I am an old, old man. Um, an old man yeah, in a young cat's body. Last exactly. question. Serious last question. 2024. Yes. Who do you like? Who do you think has a slimmest chance of taking on Trump? Um, can I just go through some of these with sure. my thoughts? Absolutely. Okay, amazing. Um, I mean, we all know Trump. We all know DeSantis. DeSantis is has no charisma and is the most boring man to listen to in the world and is taking some of the most bizarre swings in his campaign I've seen. Like that one where he's like, Trump loves gay people. And then it was like, no, I hate gay people. And that's why you should vote for me. Um, Vivek Ramaswamy, Fox has been pushing him really hard. And it's he feels his whole vibe is man created in a lab to lose a presidential primary. <laughs> um. Chris Christie, Chris Christie. Um, <laughs> who else do we have? Larry Elder. I don't understand why he's running for president. Nikki Haley. Um, I think she thinks she has a leg up. There's no way. There's no way in hell. Who else am I missing? Uh, Mike Pence. Oh, yeah. The, and I just want to say before you before you start, Kat, just the American people don't want you to say anything negative <laughs> about Mike Pence. Man of faith. True man of faith. He's the most boring man in the world. God, he is the um, whitest, most boring human. He looks like he you just left him in a closet and then took him out to run for president. And it's, it's what's up with that? Um, you can literally go to the hardware store and say, give me the whitest paint you have and then paint a sample on the wall and then look at Mike Pence and go, no, he's actually still whiter. No, Mike Pence comes out of the white sample in the wall. Like it's it's like a Bloody Mary, but white. just white paint. Yeah, he's just like hi, um, but not that excited because he's never that excited. So you have no, Wilford. you have no, you don't think he has a chance? No, no, I don't think any of these people have a chance. I mean, I guess DeSantis has a chance if Trump croaks. Tim but, Scott. Uh, Tim Scott, one of the many black people in the Republican Party. Yeah, he comes on Fox a lot to mention that. Yeah. Uh, and then Larry Elder, and then, yeah, it's... Um, Look, he's not a bad guy, and I actually think if they these people had a half a brain in their head, they actually would nominate him. Like, that would be a wise choice. He's a true conservative like man of faith, and he is a person of color, which is, all kidding aside, desperately needed in that party. 
And he could be a formidable candidate if they got behind him. But they'll never do that because deep down, they're racist. Him. It's like um, there was this book I read called um, like the, the Flag and the Cross, I think. And it was about white Christian nationalism. And it was absolutely fascinating. And uh, they had like this scale because you have Christian nationalists that are black or Hispanic or um, white. And all of these very far right ideology only correspond with the white part. So like ideas about evolution um, are all Christian nationalists, but the election was rigged is only for white Christian nationalists. Mm. And one thing they talked about was Mike Pence, actual man of God, Trump, the exact opposite. And these Christ, like white Christian nationalists didn't want a man of God. They wanted someone to fight like a heathen for their godliness. And that's what Trump was. Mm. Yeah, he's a very enigmatic person. I mean, usually when someone tries to have you killed, you get angry at them, not continue to lick their boots. But I have a prediction that's either going to make me look like the smartest or the dumbest motherfucker on the planet, and that is that Mike Let's Pence. Mike Pence is going to be the nominee. That is a bold <laughs> prediction. Bold um, with a capital B. With a capital B, and, and all the other letters here's, also capital. Here's my here's my thinking. The Trump, the Trump thing, you know, we have a year to the primaries, basically. And I think a lot's going to happen in that year. And Mike Pence is the closest thing to what these conservatives really love. So if he can somehow just get, if that MAGA thing can change, and he's going to have a lot of help from Trump, because Trump is probably going to be four times indicted by the end of the summer, mired in all kinds of lawsuits, running the worst, almost non-existent campaign because he can't go anywhere. He's going to be preparing for all these lawsuits. Pence was vice president. He was a congressperson. He's media savvy. He's praying to Jesus every day. Like, he's the real deal. I mean, the odds are against it. I'm probably going to look dumber than I'm going to look smarter. But, man, I if he is the nominee, really I'm going to be golden. You're you're going to be golden, and you can make me look like an asshole. I'm just saying, if Trump comes up with one nonsense nickname like Lil Mikey Crab Apple or something, like it makes no fucking sense. Like he's done. He's done. That's um, true. That's true. Little but, Mikey uh, Crab Apple. Did you just make that up? Yeah. One of us is going to look like a dick. So all right. Um, can't wait to figure out who. Well, I've been doing it my whole life, so the odds are it's me. Cat, <laughs> always a pleasure and a lot of fun to have you on, and I can't wait to the next time. Thanks for coming in. Always so much fun. Thanks for having me. All righty. Take care. Bye, Andy. I'm so excited to have Pee Wee Herman in the studio right now to do our close. Pee Wee? Thanks, Andy. <laughs> That's episode 93. What's the magic word for today? Feedback! <laughs> if you like what you've been hearing, please leave us a message at 845-307-7446 or email us at backroomandy at gmail.com or tweet to Andy Ostroy. I want to thank Cowboy Curtis, Miss Yvonne. Cherry. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Maddie Rosenberg. Jen. I'm always in a great hamood. Cricket. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Cricket. <laughs> Langell. Andy Hollander. Patricia Wing. Wind. Ooh, somebody farted. <laughs> And a very special Pee-wee thank you to Kitty Cat Abugazale. See you next time. Bye-bye. <laughs>